One of the things is I schedule out my doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, eye doctor, mammogram, skin check, yep, all those things. And I do that so that I have it scheduled at the beginning of the year for the whole way through. My name is Sam Varner, and I'm a profit coach. And you're asking yourself, what the hell is a profit coach? It is a coach that focuses on business owners getting to the point where they're paying themselves a minimum of $75,000 in actual income. That's what I'm here for. I'm Sam Varner, the Profit Coach, and this is the podcast, She Needs Grit. Get ready, get caffeinated, and let's get profitable. Hello, I am really, really pumped up to have this conversation today. This episode is going to go live February 13th. And do you know what day that is, you guys? It is my biggest baby's birthday. She's turning 16 today. I can't even wrap my mind around the concept that I have a kid who is 16 years old. I have been momming for 16 years. I don't know how that is even possible. But today, I want you to grab a cup of coffee and let's dive in to this discussion about how you can manage being a mom and a CEO. I'm your host of the She Needs Grit podcast. I'm Sam Varner, and we are going to just figure out this dual role thing together. And whether you are at the stage of having kids, thinking about having kids, or you're like me and you've got four kids that are growing up really, really fast. No matter what, being a business owner and a CEO and being a mom can take a little bit of figuring out, a little finagling. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about what my histories looked like doing this as a mom of four. And I'm going to give you some tips and tricks to take away for you, no matter what stage you're at, so that you can lean into being a mom and a CEO and doing both of them like a badass. Okay. So yeah, she's going to be 16, you guys. I am still reeling and I don't do forwards math. I do not want to think about how long that means until she's off at college or any of that stuff because, you know, that's hard. And any of you that have kids that are starting to get to this side of the the parenting progress, you know, right? You know, we're excited for them to grow up and the people that they're becoming are just so fantastic. But also, you can see the ticking clock. And despite the fact that I can't wait for my kids to go out in the world and have adventures and do everything that they're meant to do, it doesn't mean that I can wrap my head around the idea that I might not see them every day, right? That's just crazy talk. So let's start by talking about a little bit about my history. So I've got four kids. Cass is obviously 16 today. And then Marcus is 13. James is 11, and he's about to be 12. His birthday is March 1st, and Harrison is 10. So I've been doing this for a long time, and as you can see by their ages, they were relatively born relatively closely together. What that meant is it absolutely dictated how I was able to do anything or not, as the case may be, over the course of the early years. So before I started my business and before I had kids, I was in corporate Canada, not corporate America, but corporate Canada. And I was dealing with business owners, 
that were primarily physicians and they were building businesses and building wealth and I was working in that space. So I had a nine to five job. I loved working. I loved sales. I loved working with my clients. But honestly, my time was dictated by very little. I could work late if I wanted to work late. I could work on the weekends if I was so inclined, although I very rarely did at that point because I didn't need to. I had enough time wherever I was during the week. I had lots of time for socializing. My husband and I at that point, um, we'd been together for 100 years at that point, and we could just make things happen, right? You know that feeling that like I have a lot of time. And especially upon reflection, when you have less time, you realize how much time you had when you were in your early 20s. So there I was doing the corporate thing, and then I had Cass. And we were living in Canada at the time, and so benefits in Canada are phenomenal. And I know that that can be a bone of contention because that doesn't exist here in the States the way that it does there. But nonetheless, I had 10 months off and could have stayed off for 12 months and gone back to my job. But but at the time, I had found a new job. And I dove into that job. So Cassie was 10 months old, and off she went to childcare. And all of a sudden, my time shifted dramatically, right? Now, my time was dictated not so much on my schedule, but actually on the childcare schedule in particular. And of course, making sure that if I said I was going to be there to pick her up at five o'clock or at six o'clock, whenever the time was, I had to make sure I was leaving work at that time. So my end time at work was no longer flexible. It meant I had to like really be aware that I was done. Okay, so continue that for a little while. And then we have Marcus. So now... I'm off again, so I get to be home with what is a toddler and a newborn, and I'm off again for 10 months. I go back to work for two brief little months there, so Marcus went to childcare for two months in there. Cassie went with him, so that was fantastic, and again, my schedule was dictated very strongly by what that childcare looked like. Then we moved to Australia. So if you guys haven't heard my story, my husband's in oil and gas, and what that has meant for us is that we lived in Calgary, then we went to Perth, Australia, and at that point, we had two kids. You can imagine what a move like that is with two kids, a one and a three-year-old, and when we got to Australia, we found out we were having James. So James and Marcus are very close in age, and so it meant that I wasn't working in Australia. I did start all of my qualifications to do the same role that I was doing in Canada, but along came James. So there I am thinking I was going to go back to work. I loved work. I loved having a job. I loved contributing financially. It really lit me up inside. And it was very hard to be in Australia with now three little kids and not really have the ability to work, right? I was working towards that, but surprise, surprise, Harrison's on his way. Mm -hmm. I told you I did it quick, you guys. So now we're in Australia and I have my fourth baby on the way and James and Harrison are 18 months apart. So it is crazy town at my house. It is a whole bunch of little tiny kids running all around and I'm trying to work on coursework to get my qualifications. I have those all done. I start to interview for jobs and then I find out that we're going to move to Texas. Yeah, you guys can imagine, right? I wanted to have one of those toddler level temper tantrums on, are you kidding me? How is this going to work? But it is what it is. So 
off to Texas we came and it took a little while, right? I had to figure out how to even live in a new country and how to sort out moving here and sorting everybody else out and all the organization. So what I want you to think about when it comes to this is we each have our own stories. We each have our own ways that we have come into this entrepreneurial space, ways that we have brought from our old lives that are going to dictate kind of how we set up our scheduling. And that can actually be a massive detriment because just because we did it like that in corporate America, or we did it like that when we were a stay-at-home mom exclusively, or whatever, means we haven't necessarily thought these things through in terms of our work hours or how we're going to structure things really from the place that we are right now, the current exact scenario. So I've done all of that, and then I'm here, and I've got a kid in elementary school, and then eventually two kids in elementary school. And yet when James went to elementary school and Harrison was going to preschool for the majority of the week, but not all of it, that's when I could see there was a little bit of space. There was room to put something for me back in. And for me, it had always been a business. It was always going to be a business. I knew from a very young age I wanted to be a business owner. And so when the when that little bit of space opened up, I literally threw myself at it. And that has the pros and cons, right? You throw yourself at that space. You're like, I will just work all of the hours that I have that are available to me. But that's very hard. I remember one of my biggest struggles, I struggled for this a long time, was the end of the day. So at the end of the day, in particular, I had to go pick up kids, right? We lived close, we walked, but I had to go and pick them up. And how resentful was I that I was having to wrap up the end of my day somewhere between two and three o'clock in order to pick up the tiny humans. Really resentful, you guys, I'm not gonna lie. It was really hard. And then they come home and they want to engage with me and they wanna tell me all about their day and all these things. And my head still was in that place of, I've got work to do. I want to be working. And not that I didn't want to hang out with them, right? You guys know this feeling, this dichotomy of being a person and being a mom and being present with them, but wanting to be present with things that you have in your life that are beyond them. It's hard and it can create a lot of frustration and a lot of overwhelm because it just feels like you're trying to do two things simultaneously that are impossible to do, right? So I want you to just think about that. How does your life look right now or how has it looked in the past that has made this feel really hard? And I want you first and foremost to look back on that younger version of yourself and no matter what it looked like, no matter what, I want you to first accept that it was what it was and you were doing the best that you could and you were trying to make it work with out necessarily having a plan or any sense of direction as to how to do it, but you were just making it work. We have all been there and there is no shame in the fact that you were trying to do all of the things all simultaneously and it's frustrating. Now, even more love goes out to those of you who are in this right now. This is hard. It's hard as shit. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This isn't going to be, I give you a couple of ideas and you're instantaneously able to be super productive and never had these feelings again. Because even now, you know what? There are times where I'm like, I mean, 
okay, I have to go and carpool to soccer practice and that means I have to finish my workday here and I could really work till six. Every single night, I could work from eight till six and that would be great. It would feel far more spacious than it does right now. But I choose, and that's the thing, is if we step into the place of choosing what are my priorities, what are my priorities this day versus that day, because they don't always have to be the same, and giving yourself grace for the fact that some days you want to still be working. And some days you want to take all the time off and go and hang out at field day at school, right? And the benefit of having your own business means you can actually do that. And if you structure your time and you follow a schedule and you hold yourself accountable, all of which are skills you have to develop, they are not, well, maybe some people intrinsically do that, but I certainly didn't. So I had to really set that skill in motion for myself. But it is possible, it can be done, and you can do more in your work hours than you think if you focus and strategize and have a plan instead of just winging it and sitting down at your desk in those moments that you finally get for yourself and you still don't even know what you're meant to be doing when you start there. That can be very hard, okay? So I give so much love back to younger Sam because she was managing a whole lot, right? It was moving different countries. It was trying to have a career. It was trying to keep all these babies alive. It was trying to be a really good mom and really involved and really prioritizing those kids, but also trying to do it without completely losing any sense of my own self. So no matter where you are in your journey, know that you did your very best and that that was yesterday and we can do better moving tomorrow, okay? All right, so with that in place, I hope you're feeling a little bit better. I hope you're feeling a little bit like, okay, shit, it's not just me. No, it's not just you. It's every parent on the planet that tries to do this and tries to run a business. We all feel this to some extent differently some days than others, but we all feel it. So, you know, you're in good company. But here's what I've found that works, okay? So right now, my day ends between three and four o'clock. It depends on the day. It depends on what I have to do next. I'm now at the point where my kids are coming home. Harrison gets home at about four o'clock. James and Marcus are home at about 4.30 and Cass is home at three. Three different schools, lots of different times, right? So they're getting home. So everybody's home by 4.30. My kids have tons of activities, mainly because there's tons of them. And it means that By 4.30, I need to have wrapped up because I need to be probably in the dirty minivan heading to my Uber job for the evening, which is what between myself and my husband, we spend a lot of hours in those cars, okay? We're at practices, we're driving people to their things. And honestly, I wouldn't give that up for the world, right? There's lots of ways that we can outsource some of the things both in our businesses and in our personal life that will leave us more freedom. But you couldn't pay me to get rid of the driving for practices. I do carpool with people all the time. I do need to take advantage of that. But some of my best time as a mom gets to be these conversations I have with kiddos one-to-one as we're driving to their activities. So I welcome that and I do love it. But it does mean that my day stops at a certain time. And it's certainly not the corporate work time of five or six o'clock. My day starts at 9 a.m. 
most of the time. And again, that's because everybody leaves my house in the morning a little bit staggered. If the weather goes sideways and people don't want to bike in the pouring rain, which seems reasonable, then I'm giving people rides. I'm giving them a hand. Sometimes we're taking projects to the school that are hard to carry on a bike, all those things. So my morning doesn't get to start super early either. So I get up before the kids for the most part. I did learn that early on that me being dragged out of my bed with the mom, that did not serve me well. I am groggy and I need coffee and I need to be a person before somebody is asking me to be a person for them. So I did carve that out very early on in my motherhood journey. Actually, I think it was my mom who said, you know, find some space like that for yourself. And it was so valuable. And over the years, it's been me getting up at five or me getting up 15 minutes ahead of them. It changes. But I absolutely do find time for myself in the morning to some extent, even if it's just to get my eyes all the way open before somebody needs me. So that being said, so I'm I'm saying like, okay, I don't necessarily outsource all the driving for the kids because that's important to me. But what I do outsource is like grocery delivery. If you are not on the grocery delivery bandwagon or at least the grocery pickup bandwagon, y'all got to get on it right now, okay? I first experienced this in Australia. It was a little bit faster to exist there. And so I was very, very lucky that when I was pregnant with both James and Harrison in Perth, there was grocery delivery. And those guys were fantastic. And my giant pregnant self was so very grateful that somebody would pick up those groceries and get them to my house. And the guys, when they came to deliver it, would often come and put them on the kitchen counter for me. I think they felt bad for me with a thousand tiny children holding onto my legs and my giant belly out there. But I I am so appreciative of that. And there are places in each one of your lives right now that you can readjust how you create what you need. So you need to feed the kids. That's inevitable, right? We can start to have certain things set up like grocery delivery or we set our order on a Wednesday and we pick it up on a Thursday when we go to take a kid to soccer and it becomes habitual and it becomes easier and it allows for you not to be sitting in your office at two o'clock and realize you have nothing for dinner, you have to run to the store and then there goes the rest of your business day, right? Our business hours need to be our business hours and our mumming hours need to be our mumming hours and if we get really efficient and really scheduled, we can do it really, really well, okay? I also believe that your hours shouldn't just include mom time and CEO time. I want you to consider, and this took me a long time, you guys, and I would love to shortcut this for you, but taking time for yourself. That could be, we always hear like, do self-care, go and get your nails done, right? And I do those things, but I think there's, needing to be space for you to sit outside and have a cup of coffee with no other thing going on. Reading a book, listening to music, going for a walk, and not because we're trying to check off our workout, but because we're just being a person. And that looks different for everybody, right? Maybe you're a yoga person. Maybe you're a Netflix person. Maybe you are binge on reality TV. I don't care what that looks like for you. I'm not passing judgment, but carve out some time where there is space for you as a person, not you as a mom, not you as a CEO, not you as a wife, just you as a human being. Give yourself time to do the things that you like, right? Okay, so 
we want to do that. I want you to think about the fact that much like when the babies come along and we're so nervous and we're so sure that at any moment we could break these tiny little newborns, you know, the first times you're trying to get their arms back in those little tiny jumper shirts and you're pretty sure you're going to snap their bendy little arm. It feels so weird. You can't break them. And just like you can't break them, you can't break your business. You do not need to work 80 hours a week or 50 hours a week in your business in order to be successful. You can work 25 to 35 hours a week in your business and be exactly as successful as you want to be. Your business is less breakable than your baby. And your baby, as we all learned, is not nearly as breakable as we worry about. So if you don't get back to clients because you leave your email and the only time you look at email is 11 o'clock every morning, that's it. And until then, you're not responding. I know some of you are gasping. Some of you are like, oh my God, I've checked my email five times already today. What if you didn't? What if your clients or your vendors or your referral partners all knew that if I email you on a Monday before 11, you'll get to it. And if you don't get to it because it comes in at 1 p.m., you'll get to it tomorrow morning at 11. Unless your clients are literally on fire, this is fine and reasonable. But how much of your day do you spend opening email, looking at email, distracting yourself from the hard work that you were going to do, having to get refocused back in to do the rest of that hard work? We waste a lot of time because we're doing things without efficiencies. We're not taking the time to set up a schedule and a strategy that we can use those times, those hours, even if they're just preschool hours or even if you're running your business in nap time. All of this is possible. You can work your business in the nooks and crannies of your life and still be incredibly successful. But what you can't do is spend an hour scrolling on Instagram, an hour over the course of the day, in and out of email, in and out of email, not necessarily even responding, and not actually doing the work, okay? So if that's you, I want you to lean into the fact that you could start to do that differently. You could look at those structures and do them differently, So, so far, what are we changing? We're going to implement things like delivery. We're going to lean into the tech that's available that lets some of our mom job be easier. So delivery, that's one for groceries in particular, but really everything else. There's Instacart for everything. Use that. Like, oh shit, I forgot to buy shin pads for that kid. Instacart or delivery from Target can get here today. Promise. So take advantage, okay? So we've got that. I want you to really look at the hours that you're spending in your business and what you're spending your time doing and not give in to the level of distraction that is social media or that is email or is answering the phone. Voicemail is a tool. Use it as a tool. And don't pick up your phone every single time somebody calls. You don't have to. It's not necessary. You can return messages at a certain time, set aside time for doing calls, that makes your life easier, okay? I promise that's possible. And if for some reason you have a business where you absolutely need to be answering calls because they're calling to make a massage appointment or something like that, then it is time to start considering how can you outsource that so that you can do the real work in the business? Is there a way to do that? And there's both softwares available, there are companies that do exclusively answering of phones, and there's also the idea of hiring a receptionist. All of those options are available to you, cost less than you think, and would free up so much of your personal time to get the stuff done that you want to get done. So we're going to lean into those things. 
We are going to take time either at the end of the week or the very beginning of Monday to set out exactly what we're going to do during the week and exactly when we're going to do it. And we're going to put it into our calendar. Then comes the hard part, and that is holding yourself accountable. So you have to remember, you can only do so many things in a day. So do not try and do 50 things in a day and jam it all into your calendar. And then you'll feel very frustrated when you only get through 12. Be reasonable. Set out your stuff. Reasonably estimate what your time is going to take to get those things done. And then make it happen. Short bursts. So here's one of the biggest skills I've learned how to do. And I had to learn it because when I started doing things, it was back in the days of naps. And naps, as you know, can be two hours or can be 20 minutes or sometimes can be none at all. But those days are just hard. Having your calendar set out, having your tasks broken down in a way that could you achieve the first step of the first thing in 20 minutes? You can? Okay, perfect. You'll find 20 minutes. You'll be able to do 20 minutes. Check that piece off. Break each action that you need to accomplish into 20-minute chunks. Then that way, as 20-minute chunks present themselves, which they inevitably do with kids, you can take advantage and work your way through your list. If you do this, you will see massive shifts. So if you are taking the time to set out your calendar, putting the tasks in there, set yourself a timer, and work for 20 minutes, stop, walk around, pee, get a coffee, come back and do it again, as long as your tiny humans allow, you will get far more accomplished in a day than what you're currently doing. Okay, so short bursts, working in that nooks and crannies. And then the last piece I want you to think about today is without question, you need to be flexible. These tiny humans that you have, right, this motherhood job, we all know that is number one priority. Even if in a day we have something else that takes big priority, overall, our goal is, and my goal, as you guys know, with my company, is that I teach you how exactly to make your business be the supporting cast for your life. So we are creating a world where our business supports our lives. And of course, our lives include the people we love the most, which tends to be those little tiny humans or big humans as the case may be today for me. So what I want you to take away today, no matter what, is the fact that you can be a mom who's fantastic. And anybody who's listening to this podcast today and is questioning, am I? Am I doing a good job? Hell yes, you are. You are absolutely doing a great job as a mom because shitty moms don't listen to podcasts about being good moms. So know that, okay? Am I a shitty business owner? You absolutely are not because shitty business owners that don't care and aren't trying to grow don't sit down and try and figure these things out and get advice and accountability and all the things that I hope as a profit coach I'm offering to you as my listeners. So with that, I want you to work in your nooks and crannies today, get a whole shit ton of stuff planned and on the calendar so that you can get it done and know this, you are doing a great job. It is as hard as it seems. It is possible to hit those goals and the wealth that you want for your family and you can do it being a good mom. I promise. Until next week, keep profitable.